Chapter Five of Rebellion by Joseph M. Patterson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The old man had gone to Europe for his summer vacation, leaving Georgia secure in her place with nothing to worry about. She had no more than half work to do. Business had slackened, and the whole office was in the doldrums. Life's fitful fever had abated to subnormal placidity. Even her mother's chronic indignation over trifles had been quieted by the summer's drowse. The only interesting moments in George's day were nine o'clock when she came and five o'clock when she left, noon on Saturdays. The Sundays were amazingly dull. So was her home. Al stayed away from it from breakfast until bedtime, with a brief interval for supper. He was engrossed in Prairie League baseball, for one thing. That occupied him all day Sunday and half of Saturday. Of course, he couldn't play after dark, but whenever Georgia asked him where he was going, as he bolted from the table with his cap, he answered, Out to see some fellas. If she hoped that he would stay at home tonight, for he was out last night and the one before, he would explain, with as much conviction as if he offered a clinching argument, that the fellas were a-calling and he must go. She was rather put out to find herself unable to speak with the same vehemence and authority to him as she had been able to use with Jim concerning the folly and wickedness of going out after supper. For when it comes to putting fingers on a man's destiny, a wife is a more effective agency than a sister. Even in unhappy marriages, husband and wife are as two circles which intersect. They have common, identical ground between them. It may not be large, but such as it is, it inevitably gives them moments of oneness. Brother and sister are as two circles, whose rims just touch. They may be very near each other, but at no times are they each other. George's restlessness and discontent increased as the summer went on, probably because she was affecting nobody else's destiny to any calculable extent. Her young brother Al kept away, perhaps warned by a deep race instinct that sisters are not meant to affect destinies. Her old mother was a settled case already. She wouldn't change. She couldn't change. She could hardly be modified, except by the weather or the rheumatism. She would merely grow old and die. No satisfaction for a young adventurous woman in experimenting on such a soul. It has been said that neither the woman nor the man alone is the complete human being, but the man and the woman together. This woman, Georgia, who for seven years had been completed by the addition of the masculine element, was now made incomplete. She struggled in vain to find contentment in regular hours, regular sleep, regular work, and regular pay. She had supposed for years that peace and quiet, and enough money, and never the smell of whiskey, were all she wanted, and here was her subconsciousness, which she couldn't understand, making her perfectly wretched, though she couldn't tell why, calling insistently for another man, though she didn't in the least realize it. She only knew she was tired of being cooped up in the house evenings. She wanted to get out now and then for a change, and to see people who had some ideas. She went for a Saturday evening supper to the Kaiser Wilhelm Zweite Beer and Music Garden with a schoolgirl friend and her husband. 
This pleasure ground was well north, out of the smoke. The night was soft and the music lovely. She was much entertained by the husband's talk, and considered that she held up her end with him very well. The next time they invited her she spent some little time beforehand fixing up for the occasion. Ribbons were put back where they used to be long ago when she first met Jim. Her hat underwent revolutionary readjustment, as the school friend made plain, by heated compliments on George's millinery skill. However, the husband seemed absolutely content with its effect, and George's animation increased throughout the evening, calling back a long-neglected flush to her cheeks and a gay pace to her bearing. She was not asked a third time, however, which did not unflatter her. It was evidence that she had not slowed down completely, that she was not finished. Meanwhile Jim, after spreeing away his twenty dollars, had gone west. End of chapter 5